Coming up, Disney's Boardwalk. Welcome to the CWDW Near and Far Podcast, where we explore perspectives of the Walt Disney World Resort from 10 to 1,000 miles away. I am Mike the Fart in this equation. And I'm John, about 10. All right. Okay. This week, we are going to talk about experiences around the boardwalk. We're just going to kind of take a look at an area that I feel sometimes gets overlooked. I think you probably would feel the same, John, right? I mean, a lot of people... uh, don't don't really pay a lot of attention to the boardwalk as far as a destination because you know they're so busy with the theme parks and whatnot but uh plenty of stuff to do there but uh first how did your week in the park go john well it's been might have been a couple of weeks and i'm not even sure exactly uh i don't know i think july 31st might have been after the uh, last time we talked like i think i don't think that we talked about that date i don't think we did either but i'm not a hundred percent sure um anyway uh, let's just start there anyway even if we didn't um so sunday july 31st i think it was a sunday i uh went to epcot and uh this is the day that i shot the uh figment ride so maybe we did talk about that i don't think we did john i think that uh that was the week or the day after we recorded last time so all right so i went uh, on the 31st and this has become a habit for me i uh didn't get the guardians ride and i uh I think I looked and I was like a minute late or something. So it's my own fault. I could have got it. And tomorrow I have Epcot again and I am going to be there on 659 waiting because I missed it like two or three times now. Just I don't know why. I guess I've ridden it so much that I'm just not as I'm more relaxed about it. I don't know. So anyway, I went to Epcot on the 31st. I uh, decided that I wanted to get some construction footage of Epcot. So I got on the monorail and I rode it to the ticket transportation center. And it was cool on the way there. I had the whole cart to myself, the whole train part. So that, that was great. And I even did some good recordings. Like they had the speakers turned all the way up on this monorail where I could hear all the announcements. So I did the please stand clear of the doors. I did a nice video on an empty monorail. And, you know, I had some people on my social media say, wow, it's so empty. I need to go back. But what they don't know is when it got to the Tomorrowland or the TTA, the whole cart was filled with people, even Mm. standing that jammed in. So it was very temporary, that empty. Anyway, it rode back and I got a look at the uh, construction, the uh, Moana water experience is looking good and see next time we do do this wouldn't it be nice to see that on the screen we could look at what i'm talking about man very much so yeah i'm excited so um 
Yeah, um, I so the Moana water experience, it keeps getting more and more form to it. So I'm happy something's going on there. And then I decided to take a ride on Journey into Imagination with Figment. Um, the main reason was just to get a video recording of it to put on YouTube. I probably already have one, but, you know, as cameras evolve... Sometimes it's good to get fresh ones. If if I recorded this a couple of years ago, I probably recorded it better. This so at least I'd like to think so. Mm-hmm. So we got that. Um, the jumping fountains were turned on, so that was good. Then I decided to uh, take a ride on uh, the three caballeros um, in the Mexico Pavilion, and you won't see a lot of that because I went live on my Instagram with that just because. You know, I don't think I've done that one before. And then I went over to Test Track. <clears throat> and I I like to do the single rider. It's not my favorite ride, but when you don't have to wait at all, it's kind of nice, you know. It's a great ride when there's no wait. <clears throat> so I walked past, you know, the 70-minute wait of people all lined up, walked right up to the end, and then it did break. But, you know, it's <laughs> Test Track. <laughs> definitely don't replace that though anyway it broke so i stood there about 10 minutes because i was literally like the next person up so i was like yeah, i'll just wait it out a little bit and then it started working again and uh, so i rode test track and then i saw uh, i think his name is icon or i can i can mm-hmm. the robot again he is really good i mean he's interacting with people he's singing he's dancing he's high-fiving people when he goes past them he's doing high fives and you know the that is such a great new character and again uh, i feel like disney has not been doing a lot of great new stuff but and, and i know he's not new new like he was in tomorrowland years ago at magic kingdom but you know, he's an original character, and they brought him back out, and I really like the interaction. Well, he's, he's new for Epcot, anyhow. I mean, they, they put him out there in front of Guardians, right? So. Well, he um, was in front of uh, Test Track and then M- M- Mission Space, and then he ends hmm. up going back towards uh, the uh, whatever the food place is called there. Uh, but, yeah, the... So, yeah, he's in the Guardians area, but it's not just in front of Guardians. It's that whole side of what was Future World that he roams around in. And so, like I said, he, he sings, he dances, he hmm. talks to himself, he talks to the people. You know, he makes jokes about charging and this and that. Like, it's whoever's playing that guy is so good. Like, really good at entertaining people and just being likable, funny. So, again... Uh, I always have a lot of bad stuff to say about Disney, but this is one. When they do something good, I can't help but recognize that too. And mm-hmm. that guy's—that's a pretty great character. I really enjoy him. So, looking at your pictures um, after that, you—you uh, you have some merchandise on there, and and I've noticed the uh, Magic Band for Food and Wine Festival. Um, is that a Magic Band Plus, or is that a standard one? That's just a standard one. Okay. They've had that. All right. Yeah. I just wondered because it kind of looks like it could go either way. You know what I mean? It, it's it looks like it could be a plus, but then it also I I just couldn't tell. 
So, interesting. What, what do you think the significance is of the of the limited edition number count? Is there some significance to that number, like 3,660? Well, why do you think they came up with yeah, that Yeah, that number? is an odd number. <clears throat> you know, years ago, I would have said it definitely means something because the Imagineers and the people at Disney were always putting, you know, opening date of parks and things and this and that. Nowadays, I'd say probably means nothing. Yeah, <laughs> but I would have said though, like I said years ago, they would have been like, actually, if three six and nineteen sixty was the day that Walt, yeah, this or something. that, it's like not anymore. I I think they kind of are past that a little bit. I, but I, I wish they weren't. But. I really like the. Um, you took a picture of the fiftieth anniversary pressed coin collection uh, album. And I really like that. I think that's really cool looking. I'm not a big fan of the 50th anniversary merchandise typically, but I do like the fact that they did that particular design. It has the orange bird on it. Um, it's got the 50, you know, and all that, and Mickey and Minnie on there. I, I like that. <clears throat> I was going to say, another one I did was the Rubik's Cube. And I'd have to say that I do not like the Rubik's Cube because... When you look at like the upper corner and like the top middle piece, how the heck would you ever even think it goes to that without looking at a picture? It's like, (laughs) I don't know how you would ever, you know, with, with, with nine cubes on each side, pick, pick out when you see a piece of sky with a cloud or a random giraffe, I'm like, how would you know that goes to Chip and Dale without looking at a picture of Chip and Dale and really think it's like, Rubik's Cube was hard enough with just colors. Now this is like an impossible Rubik's Cube. I'm like, yeah. I don't think that that was a good idea at all. I might be wrong, but man, I, I, I have a feeling of failure just even looking at that at all. Like impossible. Mm-hmm. But, but anyway, yeah. So then I, uh, I went on Spaceship Earth because it was Spaceship Earth Sunday. And I often do that. And I think that's about it for that day. So again, I I, I feel like my visits have been extra short lately and, uh, you know, not as uh, involved. And that's just the past couple of weeks. And then on August 2nd, which was a Tuesday, we went to Universal. And I don't think there was any particular reason we were going to Universal, just because we hadn't been in a while. I did use that as an opportunity to get more footage for Rip Ride Rocket so we could complete the video for YouTube. (coughs) So we did that. But besides that, I didn't do a lot. One disappointing thing I can tell you, and I don't know why this happens to us a lot. My wife wanted a crate. And there was only like one person in line in front of her, but there was a lot of people waiting for crepes. And I told her, I'm like, oh, if you want to, you can, but I'm just going to go take some pictures. You know, I'll take a crepe too. And like 10 minutes later, I came back and the line didn't move at all. I looked in the window, nobody was cooking crepes. I'm like, all these people must want crepes with something on it. Why are there no crepes cooking? And anyway, when it was my wife's turn, I said, are you sure you want to wait for this? When it was her turn, the the team member said, oh, hold on. I'm going to help them get some of these done before I take your order. So then one of the people who was helping stood back and did nothing. Mm. 
and then the cashier started helping and I was like and then I that's what it occurred to me though too this has happened to me many times where they're like yeah you just wait and I'm like I finally convinced my wife to just walk away I said you know they weren't even cooking crepes for some unknown reason and then people came up on the side workers like uh you could tell they were higher ups like I don't know how high probably just like low level management guys they came right up to the window and my wife still didn't get her order taken and they were saying oh yeah i, I need a whatever crepe or so and i'm like now these guys are gonna put in their order and whoever's cooking crepes is not able to do them in any kind of i, I told my wife unless this is the only thing you want to do tonight i suggest we just walk away <laughs> and so we did <laughs> You know, so I you could kind of get a sense of what was coming though, right? Like, yeah, they were gonna probably start cooking the crepes for the guys that came up on the side, and still we wouldn't get after we didn't. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's just bad timing. But again, that happens to me a lot. Apparently, it's starting to happen to my wife too. We just look like the people that you can tell. Uh, we're gonna end the line here with you because we don't think you're gonna make a fuss about it. So. <laughs> you can wait, you know, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not a fan of waiting. I, I get you. Anyway, I rarely say anything bad about Universal, so I had to bring that up too. I like to be fair. Um, oh, I know why I went to Universal. I was trying to think. Usually, there's a reason. I bought my Universal Halloween Horror Nights 2022 tickets. Oh, nice. My wife and I each got. Um, the frequent fear pass, which excludes Fridays and Saturdays, except for the first one, I think. But at, at, after that, so we, we can do the Thursday, the Sunday, the Wednesday, which is fine with us because we don't like the crowds and the traffic anyway. But we also added Halloween Horror Nights Express to ours. And this is the third year we did that. And it's expensive. Mm-hmm. But when you're old and you don't like to be out late and you really just hate, I don't like the nightlife at all, but you love horror nights, there's just no better way to do it. I mean, didn't you get expressed? Yes, we did. I can attest to that. And I was just going to say, I I totally agree. I I know not everyone has the money for it. And I get that. And people, if you want to get in the door for horror nights, and if you are um, local, I mean, at least you can spread out and just go wait in line and maybe do two or three a night or something. But when you are older, you're professional, you have money, you know, you have a job that you have to make money the next day and you you are blacked out. Like you said, you can't go on the weekends, right? With that pass um, on most weekends. So you're going during the week. So chances are, John, like for you guys, if you didn't do that, you'd only be doing like one or two houses a night, right? Well, what used to happen to us, you know, the first couple of years we lived here, two or three, we, we, we got the frequent fear passes, but we would drive to Universal, you know, fight the traffic to get in, um, fight the crowds to get in, wait in the gigantic, there'd be this huge crowd out front mm-hmm. where it's like thousands mm-hmm. of people waiting to get through the ticket booth. And all that's exciting and all, but we would do that so many times. And each time we got in, you know, we might get two houses. Maybe we'd get three before the wait got long and we didn't want to be out late. And so it literally, a lot of times it would be the end of the season, like the whole Halloween season. And we finally Mm -hmm. saw all the houses. It took us that long. But 
I thought about it, and I'm like, all that driving, we, the waiting we do, the going at the bottleneck times and waiting 40 minutes to fight the crowds to get through the thing so you can try to get there and be one of the first into the house so that you can get to the next. And it's like, or I could just pay the money and not worry about any of that. Now, I, I can show up an hour after it opens where there's no bottleneck and I can go to the express line where there's very limited weight. And for for me, I'm, I'm rationalizing it by saying... I am making bonus money from my Universal account that mm -hmm. I will am more than happy to give right to Universal so I can get to the front of the line. Yeah. And I will use Horror Nights for my Universal account, and I will talk about it on the podcast. And so it's a business mm -hmm. expense. So yeah, there, there's I, – I would really – I think we need to do at some point, um, probably before Horror Nights, we – probably need to do a podcast uh coming up to talk about horror nights because there's some really good recommendations that i can give that you have as a frequent uh visitor i i mean there's some add-ons to your ticket that you can do to take advantage and uh, i we did cover it a little bit last year whenever i went but i think it's really like it would be a cool episode for us to kind of throw some tips out there and 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 uh you know how to maximize your time so yeah I did want to mention, too, that my daughter is 21. She works at Universal, and her and all her friends love Horror Nights, and she has no interest in an Express Pass because mm -hmm. her friends don't have it. And she she said for, for her, a huge part of the fun of the night is being in line with her friends. Like I get that. That's yeah. part of the fun. For, for an old guy like me, it's not at all. I'm in the middle of all these young people. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't understand. I, I, I just want to get out of there. But I love the ha houses. So for me, Express, for my daughter, that's yeah. not part of the experience. Although she is a team member and she will, I think on the 31st, she is going to do team member previews of all the houses. So she's nice. going to see them all before anybody. Exciting. I wish they'd announce them. I wish they'd do the announcements. Yeah, this year they are not announcing it's anything. It's really oh, slow gosh. this year. I, I mean, they only have, what, three houses announced. So I'm I'm kind of like, I, I don't know if I'm going to make it down there or not for it, but I it would certainly encourage me if I knew what those houses were. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to get to the point where I can get down there with my daughter and maybe maybe even bring a friend along. But, uh, yeah, just... Just it would be really nice to know what the houses were that I have. Um, but, you know, that that's good information. Anyhow, John, I, I'm I'm glad you got in there because I'm hoping that I can make it down there. So, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm thinking because they're not announcing that very well could mean that they're going to do more originals. So they don't. It want sounds to like they are. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. over the years, I have liked their original houses even more anyway, so I won't be disappointed yep. at all. My favorite houses were the original ones last year. Honestly, I loved the original, the pumpkin, the tooth fairy, those those houses, the scary Indiana. I mean, I just love or Ohio or whatever it was. I mean, I just loved those ones um, so much better than even the IP houses, so yeah so me too so i'm good with it but that could be why they might think that you know people will be upset or whatever yeah. but and because a lot of people are like oh are they going to get stranger things back and you know for me i don't even care i i, I, I like the stranger things 
but that's more a phenomenon for younger people. I think it's cool. I enjoy it, but I don't. It 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 would not impact my decision to go at all. And if they didn't do it and they put it in an original house instead, I'd probably prefer it. So mm-hmm. for me, it doesn't matter. But for the masses of people out there, you know, they could be uh, concerned about it. But anyway, yeah, I don't know how we got into horror nights. So while I was there too at Universal, I went into the tribute store one more time, the one with the uh, the 80s movies, the E.T. and the Jaws. And since it, it was only going to be open a few more days, it was empty because everyone already saw it for the most part. And I got to enjoy it even more. And they did such a good job in that. They did a, you know, they made it seem like you were in an old, like, sea shanty and Jaws. And they made it feel like you're in, like, a bedroom in the 1980s and E.T. And they just did such a great job. The Back to the Future, there's so much stuff in that room that was just awesome. Like, such great props and things to look at. And so, anyway, I thought that tribute store was so well done Mm -hmm. but it had to be closed to get ready for the horror nights tribute store so um as i was going through there i told my wife i'm like man this is this this is the feel that disney used to do with all their stuff like it felt it they recreated something that wasn't there right in the store it's like you walk in a store but you're looking out the window at the ocean and there's a pot on the stove and it's boiling over and i'm like this is so well done, just so awesome, you know. So I really appreciate the, you know, that I I I I I think a lot of the Imagineers ended up going to Universal because they the did. creative yeah. outlet is so much better for that kind of stuff. They definitely did. I think after the uh, Animal Kingdom uh, thing, a lot of them either went into business themselves or they went to work for Universal Creative, and a lot of them are still there. Yeah, yeah, that was the time when. The, you know, Disney was firing on all cylinders, building parks, and then they said, oh, Animal Kingdom, cut. Everything's mm-hmm. cut. Fire the Imagineers. So good for Universal, then. So, yeah, so we, I did, uh, we, that, that's about it for Universal. We didn't really do too much else. We didn't eat anything or do anything. We rode Rip Ride Rocket. We, I think we rode E.T. Um, we looked at the Tribute Store. We got our Horror Nights tickets and... I think that's about it for that night. And then, let's say last Saturday, I went to uh, the Magic Kingdom. And this was more for a meeting of sorts. So I, I didn't do a lot there. But, you know, I decided to walk there because, you know, it, it was for uh, exercise as much as anything. So from the uh, closer parking lot, it was only 1.78 miles to get to. Magic Kingdom from the parking, mm. from the TTTA, so not terrible. So I got there, and uh, Winnie the Pooh and Eeyore and Piglet were out waving the people, and uh, uh, the pumpkins were up, which, you know, I've seen that so much already that I did, decided not to post any of it because it's just saturated right now. But uh, I, I I actually went live on Philhar Magic because all the lines were so long that I couldn't do much. And so I went live on it once, and here's a weird thing. As every, I, 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 since I was going live, I didn't want my screen to be in front of anybody. So I stood off to the left as everybody sat, and I waited until the doors were just about to close. I picked a row, and I sat where nobody's behind me, and I went live on the whole thing, and it worked out good. Like, I had no issues at all. 
And uh, I decided, though, that I wanted to get a few clips while I was there, too. So when everybody left, I stayed in my seat and I actually stood up and I walked back to the left again and stood near the stage as everybody came in. And I did the same thing again. So I not 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 that anybody would want to do, do this, but I I tested it that it works. You could watch Philhar Magic twice if you're among the last people to sit. All you got to do is wait there, get up and get out of the way and let the because by the time people are leaving, mm -hmm. they open the doors for new people to come in. There is no clearing of the of the room first. So you can watch it twice. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I never and, knew and that. I wish I would have thought of that before because, you know, when they added the new scene, I would have liked to have gotten more angles of it. And that, at that time, it was, you know, the Coco was the brand new scene. I could have seen it a couple times just to get it out of the way because I hate when I get caught in that waiting room. So it would have worked out good. Hmm. So anyway, I did that. Um, I stopped back at Pinocchio Village House to get yeah. a couple more clips. Watching my... that right now. That's what I'm looking at right now. Yeah. Yeah. What a what a cool place that that I mean you know you can say what you want about the food but and I would agree I don't really like their flatbread pizzas too much but <laughs> yeah. um, the uh, the the restaurant itself just uh, just really cool. Yeah, and so I uh, yeah so I got a few clips there for an Instagram video and then at that point I started walking out because it really looked like it was going to rain. You could see the clouds were getting dark and mm -hmm. I. I made it back to, you know, the Grand Floridian, and it was really getting dark, and I'm like, should I stop here? I checked the app to see if there was any food I wanted to eat there. I was kind of in the mood for something salady, and they really didn't have anything I wanted at the Grand Floridian, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to try to make it to Polynesian, and man, it started raining sideways when I'm right along the side there. I think it's Bay Lake I'm walking by, and eh, it was horizontal rain. And then it slowed down a bit, but it was still pouring. So I basically got soaked. I did get my umbrella out, but it only protected, you know, like one quarter of me, the, my head and shoulders maybe. <laughs> <So bad. laughs> Everything else got hit with horizontal rain. But anyway, I uh, got a salad from Captain Cook's. And I, I don't remember what it's even called now. I'm, I'll look it up. But anyway, it looks delicious. By the way, it was pretty good. I yeah, I should have done a screenshot of this before, but uh, yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, I I I was walking, and after I decided to try uh, Captain Cook's, and I'm trying to find it on here. There it is. Um, I I I just wanted a salad, something light. And the funny thing is, it wasn't located under the salads. When you click on salad. It says Asian style noodle salad, which I had a couple weeks ago. And I told you it was kind of watery, not very good. This one was under plant-based. Mm. So it's not under salads. It was under plant-based. And it says superfood salad. It's got kale, cabbage, uh, quinoa, edamame, edamame, I don't know how to say it, uh, Walnuts, grapes, blueberries, mandarin oranges served with a side of cider vinaigrette. And I added the chicken too, which I, I knew was just going to be the little cubes. But anyway, it was really good. I ate all of it. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't say I'm excited to get it again, but to get 
a kale salad was kind of nice because, again, the food is... I I, I ate that food and I felt good when I was done instead of, you know, feeling tired. Well, it definitely looks... I mean, there's a ton of superfoods in that thing and it it does look... I think it looks delicious myself. Yeah, yeah, it was very good, so... Yeah, just remember, Captain Cook's, it's not under the salads. Mm. Check the plant base. And I'm going to start doing that for now on because I look for salads a lot, and they're just not there. Like, mm. I don't see a lot. So apparently Disney's starting to put salads under plant-based instead of salads. So mm. if that's the case, i got to start looking. Maybe there was something at Grand Floridian I wanted, but it wasn't under salad. It was under plant-based, which I usually don't look at because I don't really want, like, a a burger that's made out of plant or anything so i just like uh, i don't want whatever that is sure so anyway that's about it and i have not been to a park since one week ago today like i didn't i was gonna go on wednesday and then i i ended up canceling and didn't go and so yeah it's been a long time for me almost a week so. but i'm going tomorrow i'm gonna i'm gonna probably ride guardians remember to look at the app at seven <laughs> yeah there you go all right john well sounds like you got a lot in the last two weeks i mean obviously not this past week but uh you're, you're gonna make up for that tomorrow it sounds like so all right let's uh move on to our discussion and talk about disney's boardwalk and uh, again i just sort of wanted to talk about this because i think it, it's become one of my favorite destinations um when the parks are full and i think that's kind of the key i really like going there when i'm discouraged by uh hollywood studios in particular (laughs) so when the crowds are really heavy uh you can kind of either walk or hop on that friendship boat and uh take a ride over the boardwalk and by boardwalk i'm not just talking about the boardwalk area i mean the yacht and beach club are really fun to walk around as well a lot of things to do there and look at and places to eat and places to go and if you're staying there uh practically a water park so um and and their pool is simply amazing storm along bay just an amazing place but um john when i went to the boardwalk the last time out of frustration in january um and and that frustration uh because of how busy uh hollywood studios was um it was just you couldn't get anywhere or do anything in hollywood studios you were bouncing into people even walking around the park itself so it was it was very very frustrating a very frustrating day man i hopped on that um walked out of hollywood studios hopped on the friendship boat and took a nice relaxing uh little cruise on the lake there uh over to the boardwalk Man, it was great. I just like it. It was like all that frustration just left me. The breeze and everything coming off of the uh, lake on the boat. And um, you often say there's something really cool about a Pennsylvania person uh, cruising around on a lake, right? I mean, that that's something you always talk about that you really enjoy. Yeah, I love the Disney boats. I need to get back to doing that more. I actually considered that when I was over at the... Uh... When I was walking to the Magic Kingdom, I was kind of looking at the boat launch at the Polynesian, wondering if it was going to pull up soon, but it was really crowded, so I ended up not. But yeah, there's uh, a <clears throat> cruising around on boats. It's just really nice. Yeah, so I really enjoyed that um, on a particularly frustrating day. We were going to take a plane that night uh, back home, but um, 
I I was really kind of hoping to get some rides in it to the studios that day, and it just was not happening. We couldn't even do the uh, shows; they were so packed. So um, we decided to go to the boardwalk, and we just basically jumped off, got up on the boardwalk. Just, you know, didn't really have any plans in mind. Once we got up there, I looked, I saw the pizza window was open, went over and got a good, decent New York style pizza. And sat down and just enjoyed the views of the boardwalk. And um, I, I would say, like even for East Coasters, like I really like the uh, the the you know northeastern people always complain about Disney pizza. I do too. Um, they do a good job right there at the pizza window at the boardwalk with um, their New York style pizza. So I don't know if you've had any from there. Uh, I have. Man, I love it. <clears throat> Yeah, I was going to say it was probably 2019, 2020, maybe. Um, my daughter and I had, we had off, and I think it was uh, the 31st, like July 31st, or no, Jan- January 31st. And, or no, what am I thinking? Sorry. I, I, it, 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 it was New Year's Eve, basically. Mm. <clears throat> and the parks were extremely crowded. Everything was crazy, but we just kind of wanted to go to Disney to walk around and maybe get something to eat. So we parked at Hollywood Studios and we walked over and we got a pizza from the boardwalk window and sat there and ate it. And it was such a nice experience. And again, I still remember it. It was fun, enjoyable, relaxing. The food was good. And yeah, and it was all that pizza window. And yeah, it's not, it's not as good as you know pizza in the northeast but it's 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 good though it's better than a lot of disney pizza i can tell you that yeah it's passable and i think what's really cool about that area is um it's fashioned after a northeastern um boardwalk and so you're gonna have uh there there's like they used to have the bakery there but they close that down now they're opening up as a deli and that to me even better, John, it it leverages that northeastern feel, that northeastern boardwalk feel, because anyone that's been to New York City or even Coney Island or anywhere on in the northeast, there's a deli, right? There's always a deli in those uh, in those areas. And the fact that they're doing a deli there, um, I think it's really awesome. Like it just reminds you of, say, a New Jersey Beach or something like that. So, um you know, or as uh, as you guys in in your former neck of the woods used to call it the shore, right? I mean, it's uh, I think it's really cool that they're doing that. Um, just props to Disney for refashioning that bakery. Uh, but one thing that my wife always liked there was the uh, the comfort food, and if, as far as comfort food goes, toasted cheese sandwich there, and um, you know the uh, tomato bisque soup they're keeping that for the deli and so for me nothing's changed in that regard but um it's going to be a great place to go uh even going forward even with the changes now you really like the sandwich that they used to have in there in the bakery right wasn't there like a yeah it was called like the buttery egg sandwich or something like that and it was <laughs> it was very good but I forget though. I think uh, it was supposed to be kind of on uh, on like grilled cheese type stuff, meaning like grilled. And I think the last time I got it, it the bread was just bread, which mm-hmm. didn't 
you know, was nowhere near as good. But, you know, when I did get it, I think it's called the buttery sandwich or something like that. Again, it's probably not there anymore anyway. Or, you know, it may not be. But, but yeah, I don't go to the boardwalk enough to be upset that the uh, bakery is going. But I can say that kind of like my pizza one, I've had experiences where, you know, guests were from out of town were here and I think it was around Easter. We didn't have any tickets to go to the parks, but we parked at uh, Hollywood and walked around the resorts and saw the Easter decorations. And, you know, we got uh, breakfast at the at the Boardwalk Bakery and just a, an, enjoyed the area. So that that's 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 one of the things that I uh, remember about the bakery yeah and you know there's other things there too like if you're there a little bit later after breakfast like around lunch or dinner time they have a margarita stand there um if you're into that type of thing you know there's you know there's there's uh, hot dog vendors there there's uh, you know like a hot dog stand type thing so there's a number of things there to do um, very reminiscent of a northeastern boardwalk. Uh, they used to have an ESPN zone there, which they've just recently tore down. But um, they're my understanding is that they're actually building some kind of cupcake restaurant or something there, which you know appeals to a lot of people. So yeah, unfortunately, not me, but a lot of people. Yeah, I'm not. It's not my thing. But I feel like, like there that. is more than enough cupcake available. <laughs> Yeah, yes, Disney in general at this point in time. <laughs> um, they they have an ice cream place there too, like an ice cream uh, uh, kind of restaurant there that you can stop in. Just nice, uh, kind of like an ice cream stand there that you can stop in along the boardwalk. And we took our little girls there for um, some ice cream and shakes one time we were there. Um, there's always a nice breeze, too, coming off of the lake right in there, um, provided it's not midday and the sun's not beating down on you. But um, further up the boardwalk, there's some clubs, right? Have you ever been to any of those clubs, John? I've never been to yeah. any of them. Um, no, I, I heard they're popular, though. A lot of cast members like the would go there on certain nights, like... Uh, I forget what it was, like Thursday nights or something, all the cast members would go to the dueling piano bar or something like that. But again, it's never been my kind of thing. Yeah, there's a dueling piano bar, like you said, and there's also a dance club, right? Like kind of like a like a sort of, I don't know if it's a modern day dance club or whatever up there, either. but I know there's, uh, there's two of them further up there. So again, I, I think... You know, maybe a little bit different crowd than you or I go to those, and and not a background. I mean, there's a lot of fun to be had there, from what I understand, um, particularly Doling Piano Bar. But uh, and isn't there is there Flying Fish? Isn't Flying Fish a restaurant there as well? I think that well? that is gone now. Or oh, it I, is. I could, I could be wrong. Um, I think they might call it a Big River Grill and Brewing Works now. But I might be wrong. I'm not that familiar. But I, for some reason, I just Googled it, and I'm not saying Flying Fish doesn't come up for a boardwalk restaurant anymore. But uh, Big River Grill and Brewing Works does. Okay. And which is weird because I thought the Flying Fish was very popular. Yeah, I thought it was too. That's interesting. Right. But um, 
this is an Epcot resort, so you're in walking distance of Epcot. If you're there for a festival and you just want to get out of the crowds for a little bit that um, are at the festival, you could walk up there. You could take the friendship boat up. Um, again, uh, you don't have to stick with the uh, boardwalk area. There's um, also within walking distance right across the lake, uh, the Yacht and Beach Club and we talked about that on our um, one of our previous episodes about the uh, window there, the ice cream window over there, right? And uh, so you can stop and get an ice cream over there. And uh, it, so there's a lot of things to do at the boardwalk. I just go ahead, John. Oh, I just wanted to say I do see the flying fish is on there. So yeah, never okay. mind about. I figured it still was because that that was a very popular restaurant and it's very highly rated too i'm not in the seafood so i've never eaten there but i've heard nothing but good things about it so just wanted to mention in case anyone's like what it closed down but when i googled boardwalk restaurants it did not come up initially i had to click more more buttons to get to yeah i there's also um the uh how do you say it? Trattorio Al Forno, the Italian yeah. restaurant that's over there at the boardwalk. I've and eaten there several times. Have you? Did you enjoy that? Is it? Uh, what'd you think of that? I think it's one of. Now that uh, Mama Melrose disappointed me so terribly last time I ate there, this is one of my favorite Italian restaurants on property, and I always enjoy it. I. I, I think I've enjoyed everything I've ever eaten there. And like I said, maybe that'll change now, but I've eaten there several times because my wife was a cast member for Disney for a while, and we tended to get 40% off at this particular location. So it was on our list of places to eat. And uh, yeah, it never disappointed me. Well, that's uh, that. I've never ate there. Again, I think they're, the pizza window's attached, so that's kind of you know they share the kitchen and everything but um i considered going there i think that um i've never heard anyone say anything negative about it so i don't know yeah, it's it's, cool. it's also attached to the abracadabar it's called it's like a it's like a magician themed bar so and that yeah. always looks cool in there too i think it's basically the bar for the trattoria al forno but because it's literally the bathroom is if you're in uh, the restaurant you have to you walk into the bar to go to the bathroom so mm -hmm. but you know they probably keep it open later than the restaurant so it's kind of separate but not but anyway yeah i really enjoyed that so. have you ever ate at the uh, big river grill because i see it even has outdoor seating and no. everything it um looks yeah. like it's mostly sandwiches and i almost like wonder if that's one of the reasons they're they're not bringing back espn club because it kind of competes with bar food like the big river grill you know like you can go there and get drinks and get sandwiches and mm -hmm. whatever so yeah so we're not really necessarily experts on the food there but um you know on at, at the boardwalk but this is more about the experience of the boardwalk and that's what i really wanted to talk about i want to bring attention to the boardwalk because i think uh you i like you may be like me and um you know maybe don't enjoy the uh say hollywood studio crowds that you may run into intermittently here and there um and you need something to kind of 
take a breather. The boardwalk is a perfect place. And again, same with Epcot if you run into that stuff. Yep. And I was going to say one more thing I really wanted to bring up about the boardwalk. And <clears throat> this is all uh, pre-2020. So I'm assuming this stuff either is back now or, you know, is in the process of coming back. But um, when we used to live in Kissimmee, our neighbors would go there a lot. <clears throat> and they would go there with their kids at night because they would have magic shows at night right on the boardwalk. Be juggling mm. and magic and really in-depth, awesome you know, shows that they'd, they'd have right at the boardwalk. And then they have this big grassy area and they would have either movies or video game nights where all the kids would play like Mario Kart or... Uh, where they'd all watch a movie and it's all on artificial turf. And it was just such a pleasant atmosphere. You know, the, the ground is soft. The kids are playing. The, some are watching movies. Some are, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can get ice cream, you can get pizza. They have the margarita stand for the adults. It's like it at, at night, it would really come alive. And again, my neighbors would go there often, you know, we'd be like, Oh, what'd you guys do? They'd be like, well, we took, the whole family, we went over to the boardwalk and just hung out. So, you know, it's uh, it's that good that locals would go there just to enjoy it. So, I think it's really cool that it's the like one of the only places that you can find around Disney that have carts like that, though. Like, like have a, you know, I think there's a, uh, uh, like a just a regular to go cart, you know, for to go type food. There's a funnel cake cart they have the uh, margarita stand you know those types of things and um again like you said uh you know the the activities around the resort there too so i you know the boardwalk is a great place we've illustrated kind of for breakfast with the bakery now you know soon to be called deli um you have the uh the dessert shop that's being built that should be open soon um you know, you have the ice cream. So you have a full, like, you can spend a lot of time at the boardwalk doing a lot of things. And, you know, it sounds to me like the nightlife is starting to come back too, John. So with the clubs opening up, with the yeah. entertainment, like you're mentioning um, there in the evening, uh, maybe coming back a little bit. Man, it's going to be a happening place again. I was going to say, for me, I don't, I'm not into nightlife, but... It is cool, though, because I was going to say I stayed there about probably like a year ago. My neighbor gave us a free night stay there. So my wife and I stayed at a uh, I think it was at a DVC. She had extra points that she had to use. And she's like, go ahead, go ahead and stay. So we went and we had a room right above the boardwalk and we could see the spaceship Earth from our room in the distance and it was great just to sit out on the balcony. My wife and I sat out on the balcony. We had some drinks in the evening. After we watched Epcot Forever, we walked back and it was, uh, you know, we had drinks. There was people coming and going and walking by and just, it was just such a pleasant little area to literally stay in, you know? So I, uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely enjoy it and if I were still a vacationer or considering, you know, buying in the DVC or something, 
if Boardwalk was cheap, I would not be disappointed to buy in on that. You know, if, if they were like, well, you can get a better deal on the Boardwalk. It's like if that's your worst case scenario for a DVC, you're going to have an awesome vacation. I would, I would snap, snap that up. Absolutely. And you're close to the Skyliner at Epcot and oh, yeah. you're within walking distance of um, of Epcot and Hollywood Studios. And you have boat transportation to both if you if you don't feel like walking, you just want to have some fun on a boat, you know. And and there's other resorts there too. Swan and Dolphin is nearby, you know, like I said, Yacht and Beach Club, and there's a lot of great restaurant options there as well. So um I just, uh, again, wanted to bring attention to the boardwalk. People don't really talk about it much, but um, keep that on your uh, agenda somewhere down the road. Uh, keep it in the back of your your head in case uh, you're you're getting frustrated, you know, at the parks because of crowds. It, it might be uh, an option for you. All right, John, how did your social media go? Yeah, it uh, <laughs> it went well. Um, I hit a hundred thousand, which if you listened to probably last week's episode, you <clears throat> heard that I hit a hundred thousand on my uh, Instagram. I hit seventy six thousand on my Universal Instagram. Um, I like to point out we got seventy eight new subscribers for uh, YouTube over the mm. past few weeks too, which you know that's great for us. So. <clears throat> um, I was going to say, overall, my Universal page is, uh, although it has less followers, it's a healthier page, meaning I get a better response from things. I get more views. I get more interaction. It's growing. Like, I'm growing by, you know, probably 500 to 1,000 followers a day. It's grown. My Universal or my my Disney growth has slowed to an extreme crawl. Like, even the morning I hit 100,000, you know, I think it said I had 99,996 followers. And I'm like, oh, I should hit it any minute. It took me hours to get mm. those last four hours. I was like, man, I had a post ready to post. And I'm like, this is getting crazy. It, it, <laughs> it, I, it, it was like after 10 o'clock in the morning when it finally hit. And I'm like, <laughs> meanwhile, every time I looked at my Universal, there was another 100 added. I'm like, another 100, another 100. So... I have a 100,000 follower account that you might say is it's it's not a real healthy account for some reason. It should be, but I keep pushing it through. Hopefully it gets better and pops. I mean, I may be the only person who is complaining about having 100,000 followers. It's not good enough. I should be doing better. But um, if you listen to me, though, you're not surprised, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway i got a i i uh, my universal uh, it, it's weird i have a hundred thousand on my disney but i'm feeling more excited and optimistic about universal page for some reason but and then on my tiktok let's see i have been slowly growing on there again too fifty-seven thousand seven hundred. so you know uh, there's no big growth on there it's not but again, I'm not an expert on TikTok, but I have a feeling that the time of easy growth is over on that one too. Like that's a, and as always, I got in at the end of easy growth, and then uh, and now on Instagram, I had said before, 
now they're pushing small accounts now that I'm big. So I'm always at the wrong end of this. Uh, I'm sure someday when I get to 100,000 plus on TikTok, they'll change their algorithms and say, now we're pushing brand new accounts only. So, uh, thanks. It's like, I'm always at the wrong end. So. You'll, you'll be at like 96,900 or something. And, you know, That's they'll, what slow, they'll slow DW, you down. D, it was in like the mid 90s and it, it, it slowed to the slowest right. pace in like six months and never recovered and still mm. crawled through the finish line. I was like, oh. It literally weeks would go by and it just wasn't growing. And again, it did eventually, but you know, the, 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 the slowdown is significant. And my only fear is if it slows down too much, it may end up, uh, it may end up going in reverse. You know, hopefully I don't drop below hundred. I'm going to, that's my new goal. My, my new goal is not a huge number beyond it's, get enough that if I start shrinking a little bit, I don't go below my new goal. It's not the greatest goal, but yeah. And again, besides that, I'm, like I said, my I'm getting more views. My bonus is twice as big on Universal. And so right now, Universal's the shining star, um, but I am going to work on that. I, I, I hope to uh, leverage my 100,000 followers on my CWDW as much as I can to try to make it better. But uh, yeah, there's, it's just so, there's just something about it, though. All of my posts, no matter how good I think they are, they're stifled. They're stifled drastically on that. And I don't know why exactly, but yeah, it's... it's uh, kind of depressing to hit a hundred thousand and watch as your reach and your your views are shrinking as your your account gets that high but in general you're on the decline even though you hit a hundred thousand so i'm happy about that hundred thousand number i'm sad about uh, the rest of it. i get that I, I mean with that said though i mean you are making i mean it is kind of going up right you're making progress yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's going up slow, but that up is going. It's shrinking to the point where when it hits a certain point, it's gonna go negative. And typically, the charts follow that direction. Well, I shouldn't say. Just yet, yesterday, my downward, my downward spiral took a slight turn and started going back upward. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm fighting. Turn that from, because like I said, it might not seem like it, but over time you will begin to get more unfollows than follows because there's always going to be both. And when that happens, then, then you're in the decline. And then the algorithm will probably say, oh, he's declining. So no one likes him and they, they won't make it better. They'll probably accelerate it and make it even worse. You know, they'll be like, mm -hmm. oh, We've identified nobody likes it. We're gonna stop showing us stuff. They're kind of like a a mean kid. They're not gonna help you. They're gonna be like, he's weak. Get him. You know, that's that's Facebook and Instagram. They're not gonna be like this poor guy. Let's help him out. They're gonna say he's weak. Let's finish him off. You know? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah like that's scavengers. About <laughs> that's about it. Good and bad. If you want to hear more about it, listen to last week's extremely yeah. long episode just talking about social media. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right, John, where can they find you online? You can find me at c.wdw on Instagram, TikTok, c.wdw on YouTube, c.wdw. Did I say Facebook? On Facebook, c.uo on Facebook, uh, Instagram. 
it's a lot of accounts and yeah. all that stuff i'm trying to feed content to constant while working on full-time job yeah there you go all right you can find me at the giant rat t-h-e-e giant rat on instagram and on tiktok and that should do it for this one we will see you on the next one